Well, look at that. Well, look, little did I know that one day I would become a tout, right? All I ever wanted in life was to grow up and not be a piece of shit tout. And I make the mistake of going on my boy BK show last week, tapping birdie. And uh, I, I, I have a couple ranch waters, which I'm having tonight. Mm-mm-mm. And I make the mistake of doing what? What do I do? I, he says, see Woo Kim. I say, no, 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 sir. The person who's going to win is Tom Kim. And I thought, well, fuck, if I've, already put it, if I've already put it out there, I might as well double down on my own emergency stream Wednesday night. So who do I say is the one person I'm definitely playing? Who was it? It was Tom Kim. And then who fucking won like a, the goat that he is? You know who won. You know who won. The big guy is now a doubt. So now I officially want to retire as a doubt and tell you that in my career, I have shot 100% at picking winners at DFS Golf. You should come watch my show every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, because you know I literally pick 100% winners. I'll never fucking do it again. And for all of you saying, well, you're not going to do the one guy you're playing? Yeah, that's one guy I'm playing. That's not one guy I'm definitely guaranteeing who's going to win, right? So... I'm just going to retire as a tout. I'm 100%. You're welcome. Feel free to, you know, uh, build a statue of me. Put me on the Mount Rushmore of touting. And now I will go back to shitting on touts for the rest of my life because fuck them. What's up, everybody? I'm the Degenerate 75. You probably, for all, hey, new guy, fucking welcome, man. I'm glad you're here. And you're probably thinking, this guy, he's a lot. And you know what? You're not wrong. You're not fucking wrong, man. Uh, I am a lot. But it's largely because of the ranch water and because I fucking love Wednesdays. You know why I love Wednesdays, new guy? Because it's the day before the, the fucking golf tournament starts. And I spend all week, as, as soon as Sunday ends, and I'm like, fuck you, lineups. I'm, I'm already like, I give myself like two-hour break, and then I'm already into the next week. So when this shit gets here... I go at it, and I go at it hard. We are in there. We're ready to get after him. I got to get this off my screen, and that's what we're doing. So we are here. I'm pumped up. It's Wednesday night. This is the emergency stream. This is where we focus on week-long, but new guy, please don't get it twisted. I do this every Friday and Saturday night for the uh, showdown because like my whole brand is like the showdown hoedown, right? That's what I do. That was the original show, this emergency stream I just accidentally stepped on, you know, like fell into because of uh, the PGA Championship was here in my home state of fucking piece of shit Oklahoma so that's what we do I hope you like me I hope you are interested if you really like me why don't you go uh, drop me a quick like on this you can't help but notice there's no subs on here new guy or excuse me no ads on here so why don't you go drop a sub if you're like man why are you mixing up your words once again three ranch waters deep big guy and that's on an empty stomach so they're hitting me pretty hard um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the show today. You see, I even got my little, uh, my little page here over my head. That's the generate 75 right there. Look at that. 1.27,000, uh, 1.27 thousand subscribers. That's a lot. Cause I started this channel like three months ago. So if you go drop me a sub and a like, you wouldn't piss me off. And, uh, a lot of this content is very time sensitive. So you got to watch it pretty quick or it's pretty fucking useless. But don't forget, I did just put out a Q and a video this week that a lot of people really enjoyed where I just answered the Q and a that people from my discord wanted to know. I answered those. It'll probably help you become a better DFS player, specifically a PGA DFS player. So go check that out. That's what we do. Never forget, Topa Chico, I'm still not sponsored. I drink ranch water and pump your brand every week. Reach out to your boy. He needs a sponsorship. You know I'm never going to have any corporate overlords or anything like that. So if you don't sponsor me, I'm just going to go independent forever. I'm never going to run ads. So fuck all of you that, that try to get me to do it. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. So you got my schedule. You know who I am. You're going to go give me a follow on Twitter. And you need to know. 
that there's something happening at the end of the show. You see this big-ass wheel right here? Yeah, that's pretty fucking sick, isn't it? That's a big-ass wheel with a lot of names on it. There's going to be a big drawing. Hey, new guy, you want me to do, you want me to hit spin right now? I ain't gonna, because if I do it right now, you'll leave. So F that. Not to mention, am I going to be doing a couple spins of this wheel and doing one for people over here in the chat? You know what I'm going to really do? Why you should really fucking stay and watch? Because I have a big announcement. You may not give a fuck, but I promise you I do, and my best friend does, and my mom does, and my lady does, so that's at least three people, no, four people in this world that care. Maybe you'll give a shit. That'll be five of us. That's a big win. So that's it. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm not going to sell the brand. We're going to dive straight into this thing. So let's get going. Hey, new guy, I'm sorry. You need to know this about me. I have a bad habit of picking on the new guy, right? And it, it, it's because I love you. It's not because I hate you. It's because, like, you know, everybody had to pay their dues, right? Everybody was the new guy at this stream at one time or the other. I picked on them. So it would be fucked up if I didn't pick on you now that you're the new guy, right? So here we go. Hey, new guy, you ready? You ready? This is the most important question you'll answer all night. Are you ready? Have you made your lineups yet? I'm talking to you. I'm yes. I know you think. Wait, who is this guy? I'm talking to you, new guy. Have you made your? You've made your lineups. I know you have. Don't fucking lie to me. You've made your lineups. You've definitely made them. I forgive you. Here's what we do on this stream. We don't make our lineups until after the stream is over. Why? Because a, we don't have all the pertinent, relevant information that helps us make the best possible lineups. Furthermore. Whenever you make your lineups without all the relevant pertinent information, you're just being a donkey dick loser like all the other people who made their lineup Monday and probably don't even know that fucking Hideki's withdrawn because they're slap dick losers. Those are the guys we need to take their money to try to win at PGA DFS because if you don't know, this shit be tough and you can take that from me. I've been doing it for a long ass time. A long ass time. So don't make your lineups yet. You you have an idea of who you like. You have an idea what the direction you want to go in, but you don't make your lineups until, until you've watched this stream. So now that you know that, I forgive you. I forgive you. Let me get a quick drink. We're diving in. All right. Before we dive into this week, we are going to look at some contest selection. A couple things I want to talk about. Did you guys see this 222? They're doing three different ones. It's the 222. It's the $40 and it's the $6 doing three different ones. And this is like, yes, it's a normal GPP for this given week, right? You know, you can still win if you play in the 222 here, which is what I have up on the screen. You can win $50,000 for first place. Fucking sick, right? That's nice. That's a nice $200 single entry, basically, right? But this is going towards a cumulative total that they're going to add up over the next three weeks because, you know, it's like the playoffs. They're doing the whole theme of the playoffs, and so that's what they're going to be doing. So if you place well in all three of these weeks, you can get bonus prizes. Uh, you can go click on it, but, like, basically, if you do the $6 one, it's like a first place is like 1000 DK dollars or 500 and then if you do the $40, like 2000 DK dollars. And if you do this 222 which, honestly, why would you not? If you're already a guy that plays $200 single entries and you're not playing this 222 like, go slap yourself in the face. Because not only is it still your normal single entry where you can take down, you know, a very nice solid prize structure only against 1500 people, but more importantly, those cumulative uh, finishing points are going to go towards that three week total. And then you can win, I think it's like three or four thousand DK dollars, which, you know, that's a nice little bonus for not doing anything. I'd play in this even if there wasn't the extra bonus. So when DK is going to throw out cool, fun stuff like this and you're committed to playing the next couple weeks, fucking get in there and do it. That, 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 there you go. That's free advice. I'm not even going to charge you for it. So uh, there, that's that's something I would look at. There's the 222, there's the 40, and there's the $6, which I'm finding a little concerning because I'm pretty sure that I'm in those, yet they're still popping up. Are they not single entry? I don't fucking know. By the way, get over here in this chat, ask questions, but hear me, new guy. If you don't put a question mark, I ain't going to fucking read it. You hear me? You got you to gotta put a question mark because this chat gets like 500 deep, and I'm not going to read every fucking question 500 deep, so make sure you put a question mark over there. I like. Hey, new guy, 
I like I like your resolve. I like your resolve. You got a little bit of backbone to you. I dig that. I dig that. All right. Uh, tournaments. Let me just go ahead and hey, new guy. If you got a hundred bucks, you're one of those guys. You play a hundred bucks a week. You do it for fun. You're just here for a good time, right? Okay. Well, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go put five lineups in this twenty dollar, and you're gonna fucking lose your ass. And let's just say this is the one week, the one week every five years where your slap dick ass managed to put together a lineup without considering ownership, without knowing pivots, without knowing weather edges, and you just happen to just put it together. You're, you're that guy that goes to 7-Eleven and does a scratch off and fucking hits $15,000, right? Let's say that's you. And let's say your lineup, you get 10th place. Could you imagine finishing 10th place in a GPP with 70,000 people? Fucking incredible. You're amazing, new guy, especially because you only did five lineups, you fucking legend. And all that's going to get you back is $3,000. Tenth place is only one one hundredth of first place. That is a horrific price structure. And I know you think that you're going to win $300,000, but let me just go ahead and tell you the worst secret of all time. You're not going to fucking win it. You're not going to win it. So don't play in that tournament. Okay. I know we all have dreams of winning $300,000 and how that would change your life. Yeah. But like you're, you're not going to. So stop. If you got a hundred bucks and you want to play in proper tournaments, go check out these hundred dollar single entries down here. Go check out some $15 three maxes. Go check out these tournaments where guys like me can't go put 150 lineups. You've got your five. I get to put 150 in. You ain't going to beat me with 150 versus 150 in the long term. I'll beat you every time. Now you want to go five versus 150 against me. You have no fucking chance in the long run. Yes, maybe you'll find a shamrock shoved up your ass and have the week of your life and get 10th place. You're just going to you're going to give that back in no time. You're going to give it back in no time. That's only 30 weeks of entries if you do $100 every week. And that is assuming you get that one in five year break to finish in there. So don't play in that piece of shit tournament. They just put those big top prizes to reel in the fish and get them to bite on it. The only way you should be playing in a tournament like that is if you were entering 150 lineups. And something tells me, new guy, if you're just now finding this fucking stream, you're not a dude that's playing $3,000 in lineups every week. That's just, I'm, I'm making assumptions. I'm making assumptions. So there you go. If you want a better tournament to play in and you, you do have a little bit of cash, this, this fucking $5, the big $5 this week where you can enter $150, much better prize structure. $50,000 up top, which is only 12.5% of the total prize pool. And look at that. 10th uh, place is now $2,000, which is 125th of first place, which uh, a great mathematician back in the 1700s once said that 25 to 1 is a lot better than 100 to 1. I, I forget his name, but he did say that. Famous mathematician. Uh, it's, a, it's a theorem. So that's what you want to be looking at. If I had 100 bucks, I would probably be having some fun with that $40 uh, little special leaderboard special they're doing with this three-week uh, playoff thing, the $6, you know, a, th a $15 three-max, stuff like that. That's such a better investment of your 100 bucks than just going throwing five $20 lineups in here and just fucking giving your money to the rich guys. Like, that's stupid. That's stupid. I'm trying to help you, new guy. Don't do it. So that's what you're doing. Um, I will tell you, this is the last week that I'm going to be going hardcore into week long starting next week when there's no cut, I'm just going to save a larger percentage of my money for showdown because basically the whole fucking thing is a showdown. So let's just go ahead and play Saturday and Sunday showdown instead of playing week long. That's what I'll be doing. But this week there is a cut. It's T65. It's a normal event. Other than the fact that it's what 120, 122 golfers versus a normal full field of 144 or 156. Right? So you're just going to, uh, everything is normal this week. Other than the fact that a slightly larger percentage of people will make the six of six, or excuse me, make the cut than normal. That's basically it. So factor that in when making your decisions. Uh, we're not going to go over all these. Contest selection, check it out. All right. You ready, new guy? You ready for your next question? All right. Here we go. You did. You fucking. 
you fucking missed on the first one, big guy. Let's redeem ourselves. I already got it previewed. Hope you weren't paying attention. All right, now we're on to this week. We're on to the thing that matters the most. And what is the very first thing, new guy, that we should check? What is the very first thing we should check when it comes to week-long fantasy? No, fuck that. Any PGA DFS. What? What? No. What the fuck are you talking about? We we checked the weather, you asshole. So look, we got to go check the weather. And if I were looking at this weather, the first thing that sticks out to me is... It looks almost the exact same both days, right? Like earlier, it looked like there might have been a slight edge because Thursday looked completely dead all day where maybe you could play some uh, Thursday p.m. guys and then turn around and play the Friday a.m. guys. That seemed pretty nice, right? But now, honestly, it looks pretty steady. It looks like Thursday morning they're going to go roast this course, but it's not like Thursday afternoon is going to be real tough. And it looks like Friday morning might be a couple gusts, but overall a pretty even day. No one loves to play a weather edge more than the big guy. No one loves it. I will fuck. I will go all in. I'll be like, what? The wind is thinking about blowing. I will go all in. AM. That's how I roll. Okay. I look for any edge. You've got picks. I've got, I, I, I play a game, but you want to know the truth. You want to know the truth, new guy. I don't see shit there right here. What I'm looking at. I don't see enough to even use as a tiebreaker. I'm not going to be doing it unless this thing changes after the stream. Maybe, maybe some crazy front will roll in Friday afternoon and they'll update it tonight. I fucking doubt it, but it is possible. But you know what? We're not we're, me and you, new guy. We're not part of the Wikipedia generation. We check more than one site. We're fucking adults. So let's go check Willie Weather. See what they say about old German town. I'm German. Uh, so they're saying that Friday afternoon going to get up to moderate. So according to this, it looks like thir- which is almost the exact opposite it was showing earlier. So if you're going off Willy weather, it would appear that Friday afternoon is going to get a little blustier. I don't really know if like 12 miles an hour is enough to like, you know, blow me off my picks. You see what I did there? So, uh, yeah, I guess if you had to lean one way or the other, you would probably want to go PM AM because it looks like the wind's not going to get very high Thursday afternoon and uh, conditions will be nice out Friday. But you do have to remember when we just looked over here on Windfinder, we did see the gustiest it'll be all day is in the morning. And I've heard that pros hate that. Last one, we're going to check the Weather Channel because some great scholars have argued that the Weather Channel does weather. And let's go look at it. If you see here, the Weather Channel says, ooh, whoa, we're going to get some, oh. So now we really, this is why we check more than one source, fucking new guy. Because look at this. I'm seeing pretty good chance, you know, 40% consistently across many hours that this, uh, that we might get some storms. And so now we're projecting weather, and now we have to also project Weather delays. And that's when it gets tricky, right? Remember the players? That that royally fucked over some of us, specifically me. So the thing about projecting weather this week, or wind and trying to guess who's going to have the wind edge, is maybe this weather is going to fuck it all up anyway. So whatever you guess, you might be wrong. So I'm just going to go ahead and save you some time. Hopefully. You do whatever you want, big guy. I don't give a fuck who you play or what strategy you play. But here's what I will tell you. I'm not playing a weather edge because I feel like you're fucking playing with fire this week. That's what I feel like. That's all day Thursday that there looks like a very, very decent chance. I mean, if it's anything like North Carolina, all like all they have to do is see a fucking cloud. Four-hour delay. There's electricity in the air. You lying, mother father. You just saw a cloud and you got nervous, you bitch. Um, and so I, I, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. And trust me, no one wants a weather edge more than this man right here, right? No one. But I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm not going to do it. And now that I know that I also have to factor in random fucking thunderstorms, um, all day Thursday, now I'm really out, right? Especially after the PGA showed that, like, oh, my God, I got to delay everything for no reason. Um, you know, I, I guess they'd never been to North Carolina. And I got people down in North Carolina, and I, I heard from them themselves that they that the PGA was overreacting. PGA is getting me fired up. Ranch water drink. 
So as much as I love to harp on weather, as much as I love to go in on the weather advantage, I don't see it. Let's move the fuck on. Hey, look at that. Do you know that I have a podcast? It's called The Degenerate 75 Talks Golf With Smart People. I have had on some fucking epic guests from Andy Lack to Brick 75 to Awesomeo. And this last week I had on Rob G. If you haven't went and listened to that, go check it out. Me and Rob G, we cut it up about golf. And that is my dude. So go listen to it. I think you'll enjoy it. It is a good listen while you're commuting or while you're sitting at work or whatever whatever the fuck you people do, right? So go check that out. There it is. That's me. See, that's me talking right there to Albert Einstein. All right. Let's get to maybe the most important thing. This is what keeps the people coming back. It is called ownership. Hey, new guy, you don't know, you don't know my brand yet, right? So let me just go ahead and catch you up real quick. I, here's what I would say. I would say that a fucking person who's never played one second of PGA DFS could come in and have success at PGA DFS if they literally just followed one rule called zig when everybody zags. Because this is the one sport where chalk blows the fuck up more than any other sport and probably why I live for it. I just, I fucking, a lot of, a lot of y'all don't know that this ranch water right here is made with blue agave tequila and the tears of everybody that plays donkey chalk. Okay? And when you play donkey chalk, I drink those tears up and I love it. Oh, mm-mm-mm. Oh, love them. Love them. Siwoo Kim, how'd that treat you last week, you donkey dicks? Not very well. Who is the one guy I'm definitely not playing? Siwoo Kim, you moron. What did he come? T78? I can't. Wait, he, he didn't he withdraw? Of course he withdrew. It's Siwoo Kim. The fuck were you doing? 23% because some, some personality told you to play him? Get the fuck out of here. You get the fuck out of here, Siwoo Kim at 23%. Donkey chalk. And yes, sometimes the donkey chalk gets there. And they like to be like, Luke, my donkey chalk did so well. How did you do, bud? How'd you, you, you still fucking lost, didn't you? Because you played the chalk. And when you play the chalk and it hits, you still got to share it with like, you know, 23% of the field, you ass clown. I digress. I digress. Okay, so let's get in. This is what keeps the people coming back. This is the single most important thing you need to consider when you were doing PGA DFS. And it is one word. It's ownership. That's it. That's really what it comes down to. If you knew for sure, like if, you know, like this actually was a scandal a couple years ago, but like if you knew the ownership ahead of time with 100% certainty, what everybody was going to play, and you just simply went and used that to your advantage, it would be the greatest gift you could have. Be the greatest gift you could have. It would be better than being like God himself and knowing the weather for the next three days. Because when you know ownership, you know when to pivot and how to pivot, and what is the best pivots, right? All I'm doing right here is projecting. And yes, when you project, it's not 100% accurate. I will say I have pretty good fucking ownership. No one's bitched about it so far. And for all of you that don't know, I do all of this ownership, all 122 players this week, over on my Discord, right? They get access to all of it. Fucking takes so fucking long to make. I take into a million factors, and I uh, make it up. And so here's what I have. I'm only going to do the top 12 here. You want it all? Too fucking bad, new guy. This is what you get. You be happy with it. Here's our ownership. Right now, as of right now, I have Sam Burns and Sung JM coming in as the only two players over 20%, which is actually kind of surprising, right? The reason that ownership is not really spiking with anybody this week, and this is something that all of us could stand to learn, it's one simple reason, right? It's because everybody in this field kind of like doesn't suck dick, right? Like all these guys are in the FedEx Cup. They at least had a pulse at some point this season to get them in the top 125 of points. And so when you have 122 relatively good players, right? There's no fucking slapdick amateur from Japan, right? There's no there's no like whoever, like sponsor exemption guy that you've never heard of that's a really good 
story, okay? Like, there's none of that shit. All of these are, like, legit PGA golfers who've had good seasons, right? Or at least average seasons, above average. They made the, they made the, uh, they made the playoffs, right? And so because of that, uh, pricing has to reflect that. And so pricing ends up being much more evenly distributed with a deep field. And when you have a deep field with no slap dicks, you're going to end up with people being able to easily pivot. And that's what you have this week. And because of that, you the, really the only guys that are getting super chalky this week fall into two camps. One, they're coming in in f- fucking spectacular form. A Sung JM, a uh, Tony Finau, a Rory McIlroy, a Tom Kim, right? Those would be guys coming in with spectacular form. That's that's camp A of the of the, the chalk world, right? But there's also another group called uh, DraftKings doesn't know how to fucking price people, okay? Who would that be? That would be your Sam Burns. That would be your Corey Connor. Uh, you probably could make that same argument with Justin Thomas and Shane Lowry. These guys are underpriced for the quality of talent that they are. And whenever there's one thing that will drive ownership, and that one rule is people love to play a good player who is underpriced. Now you factor in a good player who's underpriced, who has good form, they'll eat it up. They'll eat it up. And so because of that, um, ownership is 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 pretty tame this week, right? Like I hate to use the term donkey chalk this week because I just don't think there's a lot of guys out there who are like definitive donkey chalk, but I am going to highlight three. Hey, new guy, you're probably wondering what the fuck is donkey chalk? Hey, great question. You're doing good tonight. You're a lot better than last week's group. Donkey chalk is chalk. Chalk is a player who is too highly owned relative to the players around him, right? What makes them donkey chalk is when they get exponentially higher than the people around them, and there's obvious, clear pivots to players that are just as good or better at lower ownership around them. That is how we define donkey chalk on this channel. And you're watching my channel, so that's the only fucking opinion that matters. So here we go. Sam Burns is coming in at 21.2%. Sam Burns should be priced at 9,500. He's 8,600. I get why people want to play him. He literally has probably higher higher win upside than any other player below 9,000. Matter of fact, you could probably go all the way up to Finau would probably be the first player up at 9,700 that would probably have a higher win equity than Sam Burns. Sam Burns legit has like a 5% chance of winning this tournament. I would also say he probably has like a 20% chance of missing. No, probably a 30% chance of missing the cut. Sam Burns is not coming in in tremendous form. The last time we saw him was at the open where he shot a 64 on Sunday to backdoor a T38. What the fuck are we doing? So Sam Burns is too good of a golfer to be at 8,600. But when you look at Sam Burns and you say, hey, well, Sam Burns, man, what do we? What, 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 what makes him donkey chalk? Well, first of all, let me go color him real quick. Boom, he's red. He's donkey chalk now. What makes him donkey chalk is his ownership is too high relative to the people around him, right? There's other guys that are legit half the ownership around him who are, you know, uh, essentially the exact same price or within a couple hundred dollars of him, right? And so when there's a clear and obvious pivot, to me, that makes somebody donkey chalk. And plus, 20% is a really big threshold in DFS golf. And when you get above that 20%, you better be a fucking assassin to not be donkey chalk. So Sam Burns, Sung JM are my definition of donkey chalk, right? And so what you're probably thinking is, oh, so every time somebody's high ownership, they're donkey chalk. Well, not necessarily, dude. Like, let me give you a quick example. Rory uh, McIlroy is coming in. I have him at about 18%. Is that donkey chalk? Absolutely not. I would call him probably somewhere between eh chalk, which means like I don't love it, but I get it, or even okay chalk. And believe this or not, believe it or not, I'm actually going to put Rory at okay chalk. I think Rory's win equity is so high versus what his ownership is that it makes sense to play him. Am I saying I'm going to play him? Nah, then Rory's a fucking loser. But at the same time, I get why somebody would. I think Roy McIlroy at 18% is acceptable chalk. Now, 
why is he not donkey chalk? Well, A, his ownership is not that much higher than all the other guys at five figures, right? When you go look at it, we're only talking a couple points higher, if at all, that he is than the other guys, right? He's just a hair higher than Justin Thomas. He's just a little bit higher than Scheffler. Yes, they are lower, but not, we're not talking half or even two-thirds the ownership of him, right? So Rory, if you love Rory, you play him. If you have any hesitation about him, you shouldn't play him at that ownership and at that price tag because he really limits what you can do with the rest of your lineup. All right. Well, then let's take somebody that, okay, so if we know what good chalk is, right? Like, not, there's no such thing as good chalk. What is okay chalk? And that is Rory. And we know what donkey chalk is. Well, what is an example of eh chalk, right? Like, ugh, I don't like it, but like, I get it. A good example of that would be somebody like Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is at 17%, and that's pretty high. But why he is not donkey chalk is he is not super higher. Like, 17% is not crazy higher than all the other people around him. Furthermore, Justin Thomas has a very large win equity. Justin Thomas wins on the tour a lot. And because of that, you have to factor that in. Then when you factor in he's coming in at a reasonable salary versus what his ownership is, I would just say, eh, I don't know if I like Justin Thomas at 17%, but it makes sense and I get why somebody would play him and you're not a complete donkey dick for playing him, right? So that is what separates donkey chalk, eh, chalk, and okay chalk. But now let's get to maybe the most donkey chalk of all time. His name is? Corey Connors. And by the way, every Corey Connors is donkey chalk. Sometimes he goes and gets T2 at the Masters. Sometimes he misses the cut. Okay. But regardless, Corey Connors is underpriced. He is at 7,600. He should probably be closer to 8,300. And because of that, that's naturally going to inflate his ownership. Secondly, Corey Connors is uh, a ball striker. And for whatever reason, this community, it's like they just fucking regurgitate, you know, they're like the baby mama bird who, and then like regurgitates it into all the baby's mouth and they go repeat that shit. And somehow everybody came up with the narrative that only ball strikers can do well with this course. Okay, narrative guys in the community, fucking thank you for that. So Corey Connors is going to get pumped up way more than he should. Corey Connors is 7,600. Okay, let me go. Uh, let me go click on a tournament real quick. I just want to show you real quick. Let's go draft a team. We're not going to draft a real one, DraftKings. Don't get on to me. If you go to Corey Connors, he's seventy six hundred. Let me just ask you this question objectively: Who is a better golfer, Corey Connors or Terrell Hatton? Corey Connors, Max Homa. Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman. Corey Connors, Davis Riley. I would objectively say every other guy I just said, other than Corey Connors, I would rather play than Corey Connors. All of those guys are within four to five hundred dollars of them. Or the exact same price. And literally every single guy I just told you will probably come in close to half of his ownership. You truly think Corey Connors is twice as likely to outperform those guys? Do you truly think that new guy? Because if you do, you slip the fuck into my DMs and you lay me two to one. I'll take any of the five you want me to fucking bet. I'll even take Davis Riley at two to one. You mother father. That is what makes him donkey chalk. That is like when there's clear and obvious pivots. I don't love it. I don't love it. Uh, somebody like Scotty Scheffler at 15.8%, you're probably thinking, oh, shit, he's 10th most owned. I can't play Scotty Scheffler. Why the fuck can you not play Scotty Scheffler? The second highest owned guy only being at 16% is tremendous value. If you love Scotty Scheffler, you have the green light to go play him. He is a fucking smash play if you like him. I'm not telling you to go play him because of his ownership. He's not so cheap that he's an auto play. He's somebody that if you like, you don't get the fuck off of simply because he's coming in at 16%. Russell Henley, on the other hand, at fucking 16%, they're almost the exact same ownership. But one is okay chalk, and one is you're a fucking moron chalk, a.k.a. donkey chalk. Russell Henley is a better player than Max Homa. He's, he's a better player than Joaquin Neiman? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You're going to go play. You're going to go pay an ownership premium on Russell Henley over those guys. 
And I know what's going to happen Sunday. One of these guys that I'm highlighting in red is inevitably going to do well. These are great golfers, and they're going to perform well. And one, two, maybe even three of these guys will perform well. And you'll be like, oh, I thought they were donkey chuck. They are donkey chuck, you moron. It's not about how they perform. It's about the ownership premium that you have to pay versus their upside to justify owning them. In a realistic world, Russell Henley and Davis Riley, or Russell Henley, whoever the fuck you want to pick, Max Homa, all both have almost the exact same upside. Probably Max Homa even has a bigger upside than Russell Henley. Yet you're going to go play Russell Henley in the exact same range at a higher ownership with less of a ceiling than Max Homa. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, that's what makes it donkey chalk. That's donkey chalk. Okay, there's other ones up here. I'm not going to tell you what they are. I went over all this on the old uh, Patreon. Everybody that can, oh, I have a Patreon. They support my channel. If you want to do it, join it. It's the greatest community you'll ever be a part of. We literally have like 97% of people uh, renew. So clearly people like it. It's an awesome community over there. I give way more content to them. That is what it is. By the way, new guy, go like and sub for me real quick. We're moving on to the model. If you want to know what I looked at in my model, I kind of came up with my own narrative. It sucks that like when I made this, the, the whole community didn't have the exact same narrative. So uh, it's a little similar to the community, but what the fuck are you going to do? Am I right? I decided this week, more than anything, and this is what separates me from the community. The number one thing I looked at is I want guys who are playing well coming in. Okay, As you can see, that's the number one thing in my model, the most important thing I waited. I just decided if everybody wants to go with, you know, if everybody in the community says this is the most important thing, well, they're all fucking morons. I'll go play this thing. And so my big theme this week was very simple. I want to play guys who are coming in with the best possible form. And so I weighted that the highest. Usually that is connected to ball striking. And then I wanted guys who put it in the fairway. And just between those three stats, that's basically 50% of my model. I looked at some other things from par four scoring to Bermuda, you know, and looked at some different distances, how they've performed at Southwind, a lot of different things. You know, I try to make my model. And this is like uh, these, these, these model snobs that I see in the community who have like model pride and I've got better categories than you fucking losers and what they do is they end up making these models and every time it's like rory's number one you don't say you made a model and rory's number one get the fuck out of here it's because they just use the most milk toast plain ass statistics you'll ever use i don't use my model to determine what stud is the best i use my model to find fucking punts aka sleepers new guy and i use it to see guys who pop in specific stats you see this my rank over here where it shows what they are tony Finau's number one i gotta play him well, do you? Because he's also a fucking horrendous Bermuda putter, which I might want to factor in. He's also terrible at Southwind. He's played here before, and he doesn't have a great track record. So, like, those are things to consider. So I'm using the model and looking at specific details. Yes, sir, I assign them weights, but, like, that weights only matters over here for the rank. I want to see how they do with all of these. So when you make your model, of course, better players are going to be better. But notice that, like, I have some guys down here who really pop, like Shane Lowry. I was so pumped to play Shane Lowry, but with Hideki withdrawing today, I just think it's natural that his ownership is going to fade up to Burns and M, but also fall down to Shane Lowry. And so when I thought I was going to get Shane Lowry at 10% because he pissed everybody off last week, well, now I don't think that's going to be the case. And so a guy who did pop in my model maybe isn't popping so much anymore, right? Corey Connors, look at that. A guy with good reason for him who ball strikes and puts it in the fairway. I can't believe he's high in my model. I don't give a fuck. It's a model. 17% Corey Connors can fuck off there's no chance i'm playing him you get the fuck out of here a matter of fact the one guy i'm not playing this week Corey connors Corey connors that is donkey dick chalk all right you play him he'll probably do well don't hey you know it doesn't work out mito you know like mito looks great in the statistics but like here's what you got to look at when you're making your model 
Like, you know, I, by the way, this is no endorsement of Fantasy National. For any of you that know the brand, don't give a fuck about them. Here's the problem with Mito. He's missed four straight cuts, but a lot of his statistics are not showing up because, like, we don't have those from those events, right? Or at least this website doesn't. And so, like, yeah, he's going to look like a model god. But what I'm really looking at when I look at this model is I want to see guys who pop in some specific categories, right? Like, Webb Simpson has great course history here. Webb Simpson's really good at difficult par 70s. Yeah, but then there's that whole middle ground. Webb Simpson's fucking broken. He sucks. So I'm not playing Webb Simpson. That is what I'm using in my model, right? So uh, let's see. Let's talk about how to use the model to pivot, right? So, like, let's just go take uh, our boy Tom Kim. The tout himself picked him. Who picked Tom Kim? The tout himself. And so we got Tom Kim here, and Tom Kim is looking great in the model. Of course he's going to look great in the model. He's coming off a win, and he's fucking the greatest player since Tiger Woods in his prime. And he looks really good, right? Oh, he's really good in your model. Yes, he is. Very good, new guy. But, like, what I look is I go over here and I just, you know, I look at somebody like Joaquin Neiman. And I see, well, you know, how is Joaquin Neiman compared to him? Well, Tom Kim's never played here. At least Joaquin Neiman's played at this course before. Joaquin Neiman is better off the tee than Tom Kim, which I think is relatively important. They both find the fairway about the same amount. Um... You know, like I, I, to me, I see almost the exact same player looking at these stats. I don't see one clearly above the other. So if I can have Joaquin Neiman at 10% or I can have Tom Kim at 18%, like what are we talking about here, right? What, what is the decision to even make? Um, you know, uh, who, who's another one that's, that's, that's catching a ton of steam this week? Uh, uh, let's see. Sam Burns, right? Sam Burns looks really good in the model. But what you got to remember is a lot of his stats aren't in there because of the Open Championship and the Scottish Open. So, like, Here's the one I would give you. Sam Burns is number 13 in my model. Not that I give a shit about overall rankings, and Cam Young is 14. Sam Burns will le legit be twice the ownership of Cam Young. Okay, I know they're $700 apart, but like you can find $700. There's plenty of value at the bottom of this board. And so what I would ask you is if they're the exact same player and one's going to be twice the ownership, you would be so much better playing this guy right here, Cam Young, who just last week everybody thought was God, and now he fucking sucks. Get out of here. And I can get off Sam Burns, who isn't exactly coming in with a ton of positive momentum. He's just the name everybody's saying because he's underpriced. And then all you got to do is go down here, and instead of playing Mito Pereira, go drop down to like an Aaron Rye or a Troy Merritt or a Kevin Streelman, guys like that, right? They, it, there becomes a lot of options for uh, guys to play. And so, like, this is the key of pivoting. And here's the last lesson I want to teach you tonight. When you are pivoting, please, Jesus, never pivot off of a guy that you love, right? If you love a guy, if you are in love with Corey Connors, you go play Corey Connors. And you play him in at least 40% of your lineups, so you have leverage on him. And if you don't love Corey Connors and you're very happy pivoting off Corey Connors and you want to go to Seamus Power, who's going to be way lower owned, well, don't move to Seamus Power simply because he's lower owned. You move to Seamus Power because you like him or you see something that makes sense that he could do well. Never pivot just for the sake of pivoting. Pivot off of guys that you don't love to guys that you do. That's the key. If you love a guy, you don't pivot off of him. It is okay to eat some chalk. When you're looking at this right here, these 12 highest owned guys, you new guy, you have permission to play at least three to four of these guys. If you play all 12 of them, you're a fucking moron. If you play eight of them, you're a fucking moron. If you play six of them, you're a fucking moron. Okay, play four of these guys at most, and that will help get you off so much chalk that then you don't have to worry so much about are you being too chalky, right? That is the key to doing it. And if you kind of like Justin Thomas, but like you're really warm to 
you know, who's somebody around him? John Rom, right? And make that pivot then, right? You, 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 Thomas and Rom are even. Well, then simply go to Rom. He's going to be lower owned than Justin Thomas. That's how you do it. If you hate John Rom and you love Justin Thomas, then don't pivot. Just eat the four points and play the guy you love. Don't pivot for the sake of pivoting. You pivot off of guys that you're not in love with, guys that don't tickle your fancy. That's what you do. Okay, you can't just pivot every time. Like, oh, I pivot, I pivot, I pivot, I pivot. The total cumulative ownership of your lineup shouldn't be eight fucking percent, right? It should be somewhere like you know sixty to seventy-five max. And so when you do that, that allows you to play a guy that's eighteen percent. I played seventy-five percent Tom Kim last week, and in hindsight, he was kind of fucking donkey chalk. But I played him, and I played a lot of him, and he made me have a you know like a negligible week, right? I won, but like not enough that to fucking screenshot. So. That's what we're looking at. All right. Other pivots to continue or to consider. Russell Henley. You're going to go play Russell Henley tomorrow at 16%. And Terrell Hatton is right there at probably 10%. Just objectively, new guy. Do you truly think that Russell Henley is a better golfer than Terrell Hatton? Do you truly believe that? Get the fuck out of here. There's no way, right? There's just some such obvious pivots this week that people have bought into this narrative of this course that, like, they're losing. And you can't say, well, Terrell Hatton's playing bad. No, he fucking got, like, fifth place last week. He's playing fine, okay? Joaquin Neiman is not a better golfer than Tom Kim because Tom Kim picked up 12 strokes putting last week. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that. There ain't no chance. Joaquin Neiman is a better golfer than Tom Kim at this moment. Will that be the case in two years? I'm not sure. Although Tom Kim will probably be in the fucking military by then. Which, by the way, what the fuck ever happened to Siwoo go into the military? I don't, whatever happened to that? Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Don't forget to get your questions over here. We're not too far away from questions, guys. If you don't put a question mark, I'm not going to fucking answer them. Um, let's see. Anybody else? Uh, other guys that I would say are getting a little bit of ownership down here. Scott Stallings. Um, you know, he's a god among men. Uh, you have to play him. He's the absolute nuts. But let me just ask you this question. Is Scott Stallings really any better than fucking... Alex Noren, Justin Rose, Brian Harmon. He's not. He's really, really not. If you think he is, you're full of shit. You're full of shit, brother. And uh, I'll fight you on that. The great thing is, is once you get down here past my man, um, once you get past Corey Connors, no one really seems to have disgusting chalk. So for all of you that don't get to see all my ownership, here's what I'll tell you. Once you get below 7,500, you basically can play the guys you like. You just commit to playing them in at least 10 to 15% of your lineups, right? Because if you do that, you'll have leverage on almost all of them. You know, Cam Davis will get a little ownership. Brendan Steele will get a little bit of ownership. Scott Stallings will get a little bit of ownership. But there's just not going to be that much. People love this upper 7K range, and this is where they're going to get two or three players, and then their last guy in is going to be some random slapdick down here, right? And so knowing that, then you kind of have a pretty good idea. So that is the model. That's the categories I'm looking at. Who is the one guy I am definitely fading this week? Well, I already said it. It's Corey Connors. Get the fuck out of here. And then who is the one guy I'm definitely playing? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, I have to be careful with this because I don't want to push ownership. Uh, the one guy I am definitely playing this week is... Fuck, you think I'd come in prepared. I should just play him in one lineup so I don't fucking lie to you guys. You know what? I'll go ahead. I, I, I can't believe that this is the world I live in, but the one guy I'm definitely playing this week because I cannot believe he's not gaining ownership, his name is... Xander Shoffley? What the fuck is going on? I'm playing Xander Shoffley and the community's not? Is there fucking lightning about to strike down and kill me at this moment? What the fuck is going on? What the fuck's going on? All right, that's it. That's it. It is time 
for the big announcement. I hope, hey, look, I got like almost my peak audience right now. Well over 200 of you. Thanks for being here, you mother father. 739 on a Wednesday night. We still got lineups to make. I, I got to make lineups with all my drawing winners. More on that in a minute, big guy. Mm-mm-mm. All right. First of all, I'm not one of those assholes that thinks like I'm so important and I've got like such big announcements. Check me out. But it's big to me because I'm basically committing to my next five months of my life. Basically, like I'm pretty swamped doing all this golf stuff. And now I thought, hey, what could I do to just make sure I really don't have a life? And so here's your big announcement. It is pretty simple. I uh, did a poll with my discord and asked them if they would want this. I was already leaning this way. And so here you go. I love two things in life. I love golf and I love football. Those are the two things I love, right? Well, I love DFS, but that's mainly just because I've won a lot of money at it, right? As soon as I stop winning, I bet I'd fucking hate it. So with that in mind, I have decided that there's nobody out there that does good college fo- football content. And so I'm going to start doing college football DFS content because I fucking love college football because I live in Oklahoma and we're a bunch of fucking poors who can't afford an NFL team. So we have to settle for college. So college football DFS is coming. Furthermore, every Saturday, I'm going to start doing a watch college football with the Degenerate 75. We are going to watch the big game of the week on this stream. We're going to be watching our bets. We're going to be watching prize picks. We're going to be watching our DFS lineups. We're going to be drinking the ranch water. Mm-mm-mm. And we're just going to have a good time on Saturday. I know people want to do it because my Cut Sweat show, we had like 200 people just wanting to fucking watch one putt from Smotherman. So that is happening. And between golf and between college football, that's going to eat up a lot of my time, right? And I want you to know, golf is always going to be number one. I love PGA golf more than anything. College football will always be the redheaded stepchild to PGA golf. So for any of you worried that golf's going to leave, golf is literally how I've paid my bills the last five years. It ain't going nowhere, brother. But I am no fool. I know that not many people play college football DFS. So the other big news would be that I'm going to start doing NFL content. I'm going to do showdown and I'm going to do week long. And you're probably thinking, hey, man, you're already doing golf and college football. How much time do you got in the day? Hey, fucking hillbilly. Great question, brother. I know how much my time is limited. I know how much just golf alone kicks my ass. And now they're throwing college football on top of that is going to be too much. So I'm not a fucking moron. So I thought, hey, why don't I bring in definitively one of the best hundred best players in the world to help me with this, to provide ownership, to provide models, to provide strategy, and to make a weekly NFL show with me that we will put on the Discord. And so... I got that guy, and he's all about helping me, and if you go look at his results from the last few years, you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. His name's Jungle JD is going to be helping me with NFL content so that I can do my PGA, I can do my college football, and then I have Jungle JD to help me with the NFL content that I will also be participating in. So if you're interested in all that stuff, you like the cut of my jib, well, I've got great fucking news. It's only going to get more. I hope to help use all my game theory and strategy and years of doing this shit at the highest level to help you become a better DFS player. That is the plan. That is what we're doing. Um, I'm also going to have a Patreon sign up for that. And then I'll have an all access, all of that. I don't give a shit. If you just want the free shit, keep tuning in. We're going to do NFL showdown. We're going to do NFL main slate. We're going to do it all. We're going to do shows. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be more of me. So if you like, we'll listen to my shit in the background. Well, I've got great news, mother father. You're about to get a whole lot more of it. Not to mention every Sunday, I am going to start doing a watch NFL with the with the degenerate 75 right and uh, we're gonna watch NFL and we're gonna sweat our DFS lineups and our bets just like we're gonna do on Saturday we'll do it for the whole early slate so if you want to watch football with me and you enjoyed me talking shit about golf wait till you hear me tilting some fucking NFL lineups so that is what is happening 
Which leads to maybe the most important thing. I don't have a fucking name for the show, right? I have the showdown hoedown. I have the emergency stream. I have watching football on sat or the, the Saturday sweat and the Sunday sweat for NFL and college. But guys, I need some fucking help. In the comments of this video, I need to know what should I call my NFL show, okay? I, you know, touchdown hoedown has been suggested. There's a, I got a lot of good suggestions, but I don't have the one that's it. I would like it to maybe have Degenerate 75 in it. I would like for it to have some type of, you know, uh, something incorporated that keeps the theme of my channel, but that is not a requirement. So if you put a comment down in this video with a suggestion for what I should call my college or NFL show or both of them, and you win, I will put you a $100 ticket into the next Saturday showdown. Me and you, we will play together on me if you have the winning idea for the name of the thing. So go put that in the comment of this video, right? Not over here in this fucking chat, you a-holes. Down in the comments of this video. And make sure to leave your Twitter or something where I can get a hold of you. And if you have the winner, I will give you a $100 ticket courtesy of me. We will build the lineup together. It's not going to be one of those things where I'm like, hey, here's 100 bucks. Fuck off. It's going to be me building a lineup with you. So please go drop that in the comments because I got to tell you, I've been really fucking torn on uh, coming up with a good name for the show. So far, all I got is the touchdown hoedown, uh, which I kind of like because it incorporates the old name. But like, you know, I might need more than that. So this week our winner a free month on the discord i did this from all my drawings of people who retweeted my shit mr Delo, you get a free month on my discord brother and i gotta tell you the guys who've won it the last two weeks those mother fathers love it they're all up in there all the time it is a fun fucking discord uh i think you're gonna like it so i will have my editor reach out to you congratulations let's get to the drawing for tonight we are doing this for a free 20 dollars ticket that we can do tonight or next week here we go this is to make a lineup with me on me we'll split the profits 50 50 the winner is Hey, I know that guy. He's going to be pumped. <laughs> That's my dude right there. That is my dude. All right. Because I know him, I'm doing one more. I will do one more. That's my man. I didn't even try to say your name, bro. Uh, all right. And then Dylan Sports 1. Uh, hey, you can tweet me or you can or you can DM me or my editor will probably reach out to you. And then I want to do one from the chat because 220-something people tonight is fucking incredible. So let's go exclamation point winner. And let's get one from right over here. So I did two winners there. Here we go. The winner is Rick Roll. I know that. My, all the people are winning tonight. Let's go. These are the homies. These are the homies. All right. So that's three $20 tickets. We'll either do them tonight or we'll do them on the big Sunday showdown. Whichever you prefer. I will tell you tonight's fucking crazy for me because believe it or not, I like to make my own fucking lineups because I make that's actually how I make my money. And then for all my patrons, I do a $100 single entry for the Sunday Showdown, which we've had a lot of success with. So this is for my Patreon members, Christian Smith, the man himself. I know that guy. Good people. Me and him are doing a $100 lineup. That's it. That's how we're rolling. Let's get the fuck over here to the chat. Let me drink some ranch water. I'm getting pasty as shit. Congratulations to all my winners, and thank you all for being here. Just keep retweeting. You're, you'll win eventually, I promise. It's just, it's just fucking the law of large numbers, right? It's like when you fucking fade the donkey dick, donkey chalk, eventually it'll pay off, and it pays off very well. All right, here we go. Here we go. We are scrolling up. Wow, a lot of fucking chat. Don't forget, if you don't put question marks, I'm not fucking reading it. I'm not reading it, Bob. All right, here we go. Rob Casilli says, let's go. You're a good-looking man. I love that profile picture, Mr. Robert Casilli. Eric Small, uh, why is it saying I'm not subscribed to this channel? Eric, I have no idea, bro, but you need to figure that the fuck out because the big guy needs more subscribers. Hey, new guy, go like and subscribe. I appreciate you staying this long. You're cool fucking I had a good vibe about you. You fucked up those first couple questions, but you really redeemed yourself. Um, a lot of people had a bunch of Asian lineups. Hey, the Asian lineups was the nuts last week. I wouldn't count on that again, my man, Eric. 
All right, just looking for question marks. Just looking for question marks. Here we go. Nick wants to know, is it okay to build while watching this, or must we wait till after? Well, Nick, you can start building, but if you hit submit and don't go back to it before the end of it, that is a violation and can result in a fine and or one ass kicking. I'm kidding. You're a big guy. I don't want any. I don't want any, big man. Uh, let's see. Let's make some money. Rick Roll, we're going to make some money. Wait, that's from earlier. That's before you even knew that you won the fucking drawing, you fucking legend. I'm proud of you, big guy. All right, Nick again. Thank you. Hey. Can we get some questions out there? Guess who won a ton of money on Tom Kim? Well, I know Nick won five figures. He put like, what, 250 bucks on like a 44 to 1 Tom Kim, you fucking legend. Hey, you know why? It's because it's because your buddy, it's because your buddy Degenerate75 touted him and you knew, you knew to play him. Where was the hoedown intro? Fucking Billy. Wait, did it not did the did the stream not kick on till it was over? I don't know. I I'd play it again for you, but just fucking wait till round three. It'll come back up. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let's see. Love the hat. Two weeks in a row. Hey, Billy, people buy me nice hats. I fuck. And it goes, look at this shirt. Look at this shirt. Tell me it doesn't go good with this shirt. It goes good with this shirt. It goes really good. All right, let's get to some fucking questions. Boomer sooner Coke equals ranch water. Mr. Bates. I like that. I like that. Hey, Topa Chico, reach out to your boy. Reach out to your dude. Mm -mm -mm. Damn, I got to pee. Okay. That's the problem with pounding ranch water on a live stream. You kind of forget how bad you got to pee. Doug Howe wants to know what is ranch water. First of all, what are you, brother? Ranch water is the world's greatest drink. It sounds disgusting, but that's just because we don't know. Ranch water is simple. It is blue agave tequila, a squeeze of a half a lime, um, a topa chico. It's got to be topa chico mineral sparkling water, and then um, a little bit. Of, I like a little pinch of salt because I'm, you know, I'm a little bit like that. So there you go. That's what it is, and it's really good. It's really refreshing. I won't even be hungover tomorrow. Probably. Okay. Moving on. I need some people to ask me some fucking questions. Aaron says he was hoping to avoid four weeks in a row with a five of six and a WD. Aaron, I will tell you that guys, yeah, they'll probably still withdraw, especially if they're in the top 70. They'll fucking withdraw left and right this week, right? If Justin Rose is like is like 55th in the points and he wakes up even thinking he has a headache, his ass is out. He is out. Let's do some weather, mother father. That's right. Oh, I didn't know he withdrew. Yeah, Ramon, that's why you watch. If you don't know, we've had Nate Lashley and Decky withdrawal. So if you play either of them, you're a fucking moron. Thanks for tuning in. I'm glad I saved you some money. Uh, let's see. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Playoffs? I'm talking about playoffs? Yeah, Billy Ho, this is the playoffs. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm glad that uh, DraftKings is embracing that and trying to do something a little bit different. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Go check out Billy Ho's uh, uh, show. He, do he does a good job. Christian Smith, any love for Hodges this week? Thank you for fucking getting to a golf question. 37 questions down, Christian, my man. Uh, oh, wait, you're the fucking winner, too. Look at that. You're on my screen, and you're asking good questions. Christian Smith, viewer of the night. You win an award. I don't know what that is, but I fucking appreciate you. Uh, I'm a, I, I, I do like the whole ball-striking narrative this week, and uh, Lee Hodges is a ball-striking SOB. Am I going to play him? I don't know, but I definitely wouldn't hate for playing him. I could get warm to it, and the fact that he's not going to be super highly owned makes me interested. Congrats on going five deep, baby. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, let's see. What you got going on with Willie Zchok? Yeah, so the Willie Zchok really does seem to be real. And here's the only thing that concerns me about Willie Zchok is, like, he lost his caddy last week. And I know a lot of you are like, but he played well without him. Okay, well, let's not forget that, like, Friday afternoon, everybody already had him, his ass as a miscut. And then he fucking spins one in for an eagle on a par four and then rolls in, like, a 93. 
thousand foot putt for an eagle to you know make the cut right and if he didn't get that momentum he would have been a miscut and nobody would have thought about him this week and then I saw him on Saturday chip one in I mean like he wasn't playing that well I'm telling you yes he made a lot of birdies but like you can make a lot of birdies and not play well I think he was kind of had a fuck it attitude and was just firing at everything and didn't really give a shit and that might have been because he was being a little emotional bitch because of whatever happened between him and his caddy and I gotta imagine it's pretty bad if him and his caddy just fucking quit mid-round right I, I you know it, that that's the kind of stuff that will get me off of somebody you know if I had to eat Tony Finau chalk or Willie Z chalk I can tell you comfortably I'd rather eat Tony Finau chalk because he seems like a much more stable human being who is definitively playing better golf so that that's where I'm at hey I like the cut of your jib Michael Wallen all right, if I don't see question marks, I'm not fucking answer them. Uh, all week long are the last qualifying tickets for the 444. Yeah, if you see any overlays in those satellite tournaments for the 444, maybe consider playing in them. I, you know, like you got, it's really tough to do those because you got to win first place to win a ticket, and then even if you win the ticket, you haven't won shit. All you've won is a chance to go play a bunch of ringers next week for a million bucks. Don't love it. All right. Kurt Kitayama in a single entry, stupid or ballsy? Could be Travis. Thank you for the question. I can answer this very definitively. Do you like Kurt Kitayama? I have to assume if you're asking about him, the answer is yes, right? So if the answer to that question is yes, I like Kurt Kitayama, here's what I will always say, and I feel so strongly about this, and my single entries tomorrow are going to be fucking disgusting because I follow this rule. Are you ready? If he's good enough to be in your player pool, he's good enough to be in your single entry, okay? If you're comfortable enough to play him, in your lineups, you should be comfortable enough to go put him in your uh, whatever, your $100 single entry, your $33 single entry, whatever level you play, okay? You can't be thinking, oh, but I like him, but not enough to put him in this one because that kind of bullshit, like, pussy thinking will never get you very far. Now, if you don't like him enough to be in your player pool, then yes, it's pretty fucking stupid to put him in your your, your single entry. Pretty sim- Pretty simple answer. Keegan, Keegan White, does the media circus around Cam Smith's live tour make you consider avoiding him at lower ownership? Yes, I absolutely. I don't like all this media around him. It would not even surprise me if he gets off to a slow start. He'll just fucking mail it in, get the fuck out of there and go do something else. Like just withdraw and be like, fuck this circus. I'm going to play in the live because he's gone. I don't like it. If he were 3%, I'd play him. But I still get him coming in at like 10%. And to me, that's not enough leverage to justify playing him. Great question, Keegan. I appreciate you, man. Uh, all right, where does the DK playoff special thing? I haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, Bates, it's just over in the um, it's just in the normal lobby, right? It's the two twenty two, the forty dollar, and the six dollar. And I think they chose those amounts on purpose so that they would clearly stand out from the regular week long tournaments, right? We don't normally see a two twenty two, a forty, and a six dollar at PGA. So you can basically just go find it because they're the only ones that are at that value. And then if you go click on the special promotion on the contest details, it will tell you a little bit more about the event. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, need to drink. Uh, Jordan Thomas wants to know, Rom had a baby on Friday. Well, his wife did. I, yeah, that, that'd be weird if he had it. He does have those childbearing hips. Let's agree that John Rom could probably carry triplets. We can all agree to that. Am I right? Okay. Uh, any baby narrative takes this week? You know what? To me, with a guy like John Rom, that makes me like him even less. I get the baby swag, and he's happy, and he's going to go out there and be blah, blah, blah. But to me, John Rom is a fucking psycho that gets pissed off too easily. And to me, I, th- I feel like if he doesn't get off to a hot start, he'll fucking mail it in, miss the cut, and go hang out with his wife and baby. That's how I'm taking it. But it's all just a narrative. We're all guessing, so who knows? All right. Is there a price range you won't play or go below? I haven't seen many guys under 6,600, this guy, uh, Mr. Impenter Jr. Uh, 
I always say your name wrong. Probably fucking pisses you off. Uh, there, I, I really don't see too many guys under 6,500 I want to play, and I even love me some dumpy bow. i just not sure that that's what I want to do. Uh, weather. Look at all these weather people. See, they get it. New guy. You see all these people over here in the chat? They fucking get that it was weather back in the day. Thoughts on playing single entry tier? Um, love it. Love it. Here you go, Esclair. Just go fucking in there. Look at my ownership that I put up on the VIP announcements and just play the lowest owned guy in each one of those. And if four or five of the six of the lowest owned guys hit and you have them, you will fucking annihilate tears. Uh, I actually wanted to play some tears this week. Um, but, um, the, 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 I just didn't like the contests that much. Right. It, it made me sad tears. So, uh, let's see. So Rom hasn't slept since. That's a good point. That's a good point. Daddies don't get a lot of sleep. I don't have kids, so I don't know that. But it's something I've heard from my friends that do have kids, which is disgusting. Uh, Billy wants to know, is a famous mathematician the degenerate uh, Archimedes? Uh, uh, yes, that's it. That's me. That's a, he was. He's, I'm a descendant of him. Um, overnight Thursday a.m. rain cold make LCP. Uh, you're going to have to stop speaking in code. I don't know what the fuck that means, Billy Ho. But LCP... Left-handed closing pitcher. That's how I read that. It's a lefty closing pitcher. So that would be like Billy Wagner from back in the day. Astros shout out. I used to be a big baseball nut. Um, all right. 187 in here. Only 70 likes. What are we doing? Give the man a like. Go give me a like, everybody. I, I, I find, Hey, my, my stream last week, 200 likes. First time I've ever done that. So thank you, mother fathers. I don't, uh, you know, I don't have the highest uh, viewer, like, live viewers at one time as everybody in the community but i do get more likes than everybody so i fucking appreciate it don't think that shit doesn't go noticed by your boy all right it's like trying uh to pick the winner of the kentucky derby uh except uh the difference is is those horses actually some of them are better than others but like all the people that pick these golfers are fucking morons so just do what the field's not and about three times a year you'll fucking smash the nuts you're welcome eric bobby boom question we riding burns or uh, Zhu Hong, tell him, uh, I'm not, I'm not, there's no way I'm playing that chalk. I, and Tom Kim is, I assume that's what his name is. I know him as Tom Kim. All right. Carolina peeps in the house. There's a lot of Carolina people in here. Probably way too many Carolina, New York. And what's my other one? Minnesota, Wisconsin area. <laughs> I don't know what it is about those three regions, but the people fucking love the Gulf in, in those regions. Uh, all right. Back to questions. Should I play donkey chalk? If it's a 24 player tourney? Um, I mean, it's, if you love them, absolutely play the guy you love, but then don't go play all of the guys that, that, that are highly owned. That's what I would say to that. I don't know. I want to know more about this 24 person journey is what I want to know. All right. Matthew Cohen. Uh, no, he's talking to somebody else. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What do you think about the percentage of people who will play stars and scrubs butters? I can always count on you for a good fucking question. You legend. I'm going to drink to you having a good question. The percentage of people. I feel like Stars and Scrubs, I actually went and adjusted my ownership and bumped up people like Rory and Scotty because I think that Stars and Scrubs is going to get very popular this week. And the truth is, it makes a lot of sense. A guy at 6,200 this week or 6,300 or 6,400 are very, very close in overall ability to guys in the 74, 7,500 range. So because the guys down at the bottom are like real golfers instead of complete fucking punts, it is so, so, so easy to start your lineup. Rory, Scheffler, and then just go drop in like Bo Hostler. I don't fucking care about Bo Hostler. I just know he's 6,100, right? And then just go look at how much leftover money you have, and you can still make a really appetizing lineup just by eating one piece of shit player. So because of that, I think Stars and Scrubs is going to be super 
appealing this week because literally even somebody like Nick Watney. Why, like, why the fuck are you playing Nick Watney? But even if you did this week, I get it. I truly do. I truly do. This is the one week we're playing $6,600 golfers as a legitimate way to win a GBP. And that is very, very rarely the case. Only stopping if I see question marks. 70 uh rose at 7200 2% are you down billy ho i am so fucking down i give me justin rose uh i i i hope he's at two percent i doubt he will be sean wants to know my dude sean what's the quality of the field game theory the most important factor this week i would say game theory is going to come into effect way more the next two weeks where we have non-cut events this week you still have to factor in the quality of a golfer making the cut and their floor and their ceiling whereas these next two weeks that becomes a lot less important on the spectrum because you'll have four rounds to get a peak round of out of them instead of just the first and the second so i would save that whole game theory let's just play straight game theory till the next two weeks where there's no cut that would be my answer to that Besides when, okay, answer another, ask another people questions. Get the fuck out of here. All right, Star-Lord, who's the one player you're playing that we shouldn't? God, what a great fucking question. I haven't even made my player pool because I follow my own rules and I don't make lineups until, uh, um, until I have finished this. The one guy I'm going to play that I definitely shouldn't, Davis Riley. He's due to let me down. I fucking called him last week. He'll let me down. Uh, let's see. Any Ricky in your player pool? Not a fucking chance in hell am I playing Ricky. Uh, Aiden DM. Thoughts on Xander's ownership? Feels like he's single digits and single entry. Um. Uh, yeah, that's not true. He'll be he, Xander always has more ownership than you think, but he is uh, amazingly uh, low this week. Tom Kim or M? Neither. Thoughts on Bez? I'm out. Chris Kirk too popular. All right, guys. I have some more questions I needed to get through, but you know what? I've drank too much ranch water, and I got to go. So I hope you have enjoyed this. I will see you all Friday night for Showdown Round 3. I hope you enjoy my outro. (laughs) 